0: Get fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco, at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265, or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a Full list of upcoming classes.
1: It's it's, it's, it's. fit You're a show founded by veterans and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their stories. You. If you're an author, share your tips with the misfit nation. If you're a musician, We're active. Our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on, and share some of your tips with the misfit nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you are a corporate leader, an entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you are a veteran, first responder, star family, we'd love to have you come on and just share your story with the misfit nation. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener... Welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast apps and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe, click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Electrocast Media and About Face Radio, so keep you tuned in to us and learn about our great guests. Edition of The Misfit Nation show going live on About Face Radio and all of our streaming services through social media. Tonight we have a good one. We have a young man who grew up in the Bronx, moved to the South at a, the age of about 15-ish, went to Atlanta. It's a culture shock as it is, and he had to discover his, find his way while down in Atlanta. He, he became a Christian in 1996, his conversion to Christianity, but he kept his dream of music. He has uh, multiple albums out in, in the rap genre, but more on the Christian side of it. And now he has launched a clothing line, Cleansing uh, Clothing. And we're here. I'm glad that he's coming on because he's, uh, he's from close to where I'm from. And here we are. We're going to bring Shorty Rock on the air tonight. He's going to tell us his story. Welcome, Shorty Rock. How are you?
0: I am blessed, man. How you doing?
1: It's good, good. Glad we're able to connect and get you on here. It's uh strange how worlds collide and uh where we come from uh up there in the in the beautiful northeast to to now we're both both in the south and thriving in the south. So it's glad I'm right. glad to have you here. Yeah, me too. I'm glad to be here. So if awesome, awesome. If you don't mind, tell me tell the audience a little more about you from as far back as you want to go, minus what I just gave to how we got to where we are now.
0: Okay. Well, um, like you said, my name is King Shorty Rock. Uh Born in the Bronx. Well, I was actually born in Binghamton, New York, which is upstate New York. Uh, but I grew up in the uh, I grew up in the Bronx. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember nothing about Binghamton. That's why I never really talk about it because I was uh, you know I was a baby. But uh, um, I grew up in the Bronx. Uh, I've been in the Bronx since I was like in kindergarten. You know what I'm saying? Um, my family moved around a little bit, uh, different parts of the Bronx, but mostly I, I was in Cough City. Um, which is, uh, to me, Call City's City is the nicest place in the Bronx. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, as far as aesthetically. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Call City is broken up into five different sections. So section one through five, each section, um, has like their own little crews, gangs, if you want to call it, um, so because I was growing up in Corp City, growing up in the Bronx, um, you know, the Bronx can be a very aggressive environment. So sometimes, you know, you 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 get surrounded by a bunch of people that you either got to, you know, see the fight or flight. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Definitely. So um, I've never been the type to really run like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, I got into a lot of fights growing up. Um Got uh, got into a lot of trouble, got suspended a ridiculous amount of times growing up, and uh, eventually, you know, I got uh, attached to local um, groups of individuals <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, did a lot of things I'm just not proud of, you know what I'm saying? Um, nothing too crazy, but just still things that I feel like, you know, uh, I wish I wish I had a, a different a different outcome. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the Bronx, um, you know, when you're hanging out on the streets and you know spending your time, you know, outside, uh, you know, you you, you definitely not, not only do you encounter different crazy things that go on, you know, shootouts. Uh, robberies, you know, petty crimes, things like that. But you also experience hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, hip hop started in the Bronx and it came from the streets of the Bronx. So eventually, you know, I definitely got involved in hip hop and um, I started rapping as a form of uh, peer pressure (laughs) because my peers was just pressuring me to always come up with different raps and different, you know, different... um, you know lyrical concepts talking about our, our situations that we were going through and then um eventually my mother decided she had enough of me and my brother getting in trouble she moved us down south you know what I'm saying um where eventually it changed my life for the better you know what I'm saying I found god but it definitely was the most rockiest start in the world i've ever had because uh when I moved to the South, I was living in Atlanta and at that particular time, um, there wasn't that many people from New York in Atlanta. So uh the Atlanta natives didn't like New Yorkers. Now now you go to Atlanta, it's like a million New Yorkers, everybody yes. likes New York or whatever. But you know, when I when I went down there, you know what I'm saying, which was at the beginning of high school, um they used to try to make fun of us on how we dress. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh because of that, you know, I ain't I ain't never really been in a situation where I was like picked on continuously. So I immediately was getting into fights. Um I eventually started my own gang when I was in Atlanta. Um and uh that led to me getting expelled from high school. Um, and that is when, when I was expelled, that is when my mother started forcing us to go to church. And that's when I found God, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it was during that time of expulsion where I didn't know what, where my life was going that um, God definitely came into my life and, uh, and helped me tremendously, you know? So kind of like again,
1: a divine intervention
0: at that point. It definitely was, man. It definitely was. It was It was something that um I needed and I didn't even know it. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, um, man, if that didn't happen, you wouldn't be sitting here with me right now, I guarantee no, you.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? But, um, I mean, since then, you know, the rest has been history. I've been rapping, doing business, um, trying to trying my best to live right. Yeah. I still definitely have some, you know, topsy-turvy incidences, but uh, you know, I'm here. I'm here and I'm blessed, man.
1: But, but as you know, uh, when you when you found God and uh, God accepted you in, He He also taught you that we're all humans and uh, right. We all make we're gonna make mistakes. It's what you do after that mistake is what sets you apart from the others. And I think yeah, you're. I, I think you've uh, blazed that path. I mean, you could have at any point in your upbringing or everything, you could have made that left turn to go totally bad. Like you said, uh, the influence 100%. the influences that were around you. Uh, they could have turned that key on you and say hey let's go shorty sure. let's let's go do this and uh you won't get in trouble. Yeah, okay, that's right. And you're be the one getting get in trouble. But that turn your mom made to go to Atlanta hot Atlanta at that time, like you mm-hmm. said that time in the 90s, it was still uh, I guess a growing, growing town as far as music scene, especially everything. But like you said, there wasn't a lot of northern influence there at that time, Northeast especially. So you had to bring that in and, and teach them a little bit. But I mean now you go like you said, you go to Atlanta. Now you have a lot of the producers have moved to Atlanta, they have a lot of studios in Atlanta, everything is blowing up there. And uh so I think it's it was a great move on all parts for you at that time.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So 100%. when you the first time you got in the studio, were you it was your own work, you got in there, were you pumped, were you nervous? How was it?
0: Well, uh I would say I was extremely nervous because, um, when I first, my first ever studio experience happened when I was in the Bronx, um, a friend of mine named Andre. Um, I don't know, I don't know how or when it took place, but one day we was in the basketball courts playing basketball. Um, and he just, he just told us like, look, uh, I got some DJ equipment. You want to come up to my apartment and, um, and record something, you know what I'm saying, because cause at the time, you know, I was rapping a lot, but I was just rapping on the street, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, we'd be playing basketball, and the older the older dudes in our neighborhood would call me over and be like, yo, shorty, come over here and rap for us, you know what I'm saying, so I'd be out there in the middle of the, in the, middle of the basketball courts where everybody playing basketball, it would be like a crowd around me rapping, you know what I'm saying, so um, that's all I really knew was like rapping in the street, like, I didn't even think about Going and recording myself, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't know why it didn't dawn on me to do that or to look for that, but it just didn't happen. So it wasn't until Andre said, "Yo, I got some DJ equipment coming to the apartment." So when I first, when I first was in that um, studio, his makeshift studio, <laughs> um, and I heard, and I heard my voice. Um, two things went through my head. Number one, I hated the sound of my voice. Cause I had like, I mean, to me, I had like this little squeaky voice. Cause you know, I was, I was still a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing was, um, I didn't know how other people would interpret the music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, like I know people like me when I was on the streets of rapping. Right. Like now it's like, okay, this is a, this is a real beat. This is a real song. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wasn't sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, but eventually, you know, people liked it and I started, and people started, people started inviting me to their own studios, you know, nice. so every time I got invited, I would just go and do my thing.
1: It, it, I mean, it, it definitely is a big leap to go from, like you said, freestyling on the street to then going in there and like, Andre, he's spinning something for you. because so I want you to throw some, throw some lyrics on this track and now you're on the spot. How do where exactly. do I step in? Where do I step in on this beat? I just don't have someone punching their hands outside or clapping for me. But I just right. got to jump. In. So that's that's a pretty big jump for you. That's that's pretty cool.
0: And I didn't know nothing about um, like because I started like that. I didn't know nothing about you know bars, like as far as like how many bars or how to count bars. You know what I'm saying? Like I still struggle with that now, to be honest with you, because I never had like any formal training of someone really teaching me this is how you count the bars or. You know what I'm saying? like, Or even knowing when to come in on the beat. Like, I didn't know none of that. So um, I was just rapping and rapping and rapping. So it wasn't really even a real, like, song per se. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn that over time. But I, I literally knew nothing about how to record the process of recording or anything.
1: So yeah, a lot of trial and error. So that, that helps. Uh, oh, definitely. Most people, they when they hit that trial and error period, they're either going to quit and try something different or just keep nugging at it. Nug, nug, nug until, Hey, now I feel a little more comfortable. I know a little bit more about what I'm doing here. I can jump in right when, when the beat starts to soften up, I can jump in there and hit it. So I think, I think that's
0: kind of where you are now. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I've, I've recorded at, I ain't going to say million dollar studios, but very sophisticated studios, you know, um, I've definitely gotten tips from a lot of different producers. Ran into a lot of celebrities, so like it just really uh, over time, my skills and my ability to record has definitely um, improved.
1: Definitely, I mean, moving from Andre's house to a studio is a big jump. I mean, he had the equipment; <laughs> he had the equipment that was cool for you guys at that time. But right. we all had like your friend that would have two turntables or a turntable on a keyboard in the house, and and try to mess around until you got something that sounded kind of cool. But right. then, then you move into the big time. And, oh, my God, look at this. This is awesome. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow. If they can only see me now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So when you produced your first uh, you have one album, five mixtapes, right? And then you've uh, performed yeah. it over 100 times throughout the well, throughout the country, really. I was going to say the South, yeah. it's about the country. What was your favorite venue? And what's the biggest uh, response
0: you've had to you? Um my favorite venue. Um honestly, okay, so um <laughs> oh man, I, I that's that's a very good question because I've I've had so <laughs> many different experiences. No no one has ever asked me that. What's my favorite venue? Let me see. Uh
1: I'm good for curve uh, <laughs>
0: There you know what <clears throat> one of my favorite venues that I ever performed in was a place and I'm going to I'm going to say the name wrong cuz I haven't been there in so long but it's a place in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um I think it was called the 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 Hip Hop Grill or something like that. The Gospel Hip Hop Grill, but um, um I liked it because it was the only like it was like a full-blown club that was for Christians. Like it was like a Christian club. You know what I'm saying? Like a real, it was like a real club. You know what I'm saying? And I never seen nothing like that before. Like I performed in secular clubs, like all over the place, but I'd never seen a club for Christians. You know what I'm saying? So um at the I think I think it was called the Gospel Grill. That's what I really think it was called. But um I used to love that place because uh um I used to try out brand new music there, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And the, the beautiful thing about that place was not only when you performed, was the crowd always like just involved and, and just like, I used to have that place rocking, right? But I loved it because the sound engineer who was controlling the microphones and all that used to actually record the live performances. Nice. So before that, I never, um, I never actually heard my live performance. You know what I'm saying? And 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 even now, when I go places, I don't, um, unless I'm recording it, I I don't. I never had an engineer record the audio to the live performance. You know what I'm saying? So in my early mixtapes, I used to put the live recording of. I used to have the regular song. And then I used to have the live recording of the song too. You know what I'm saying? Like now I would love to do that. Like, like and I, and no one, no one else really does that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but, but, but I used to love that place just, just for that. I, I used to go there just, just so I can get that live recording. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um. The best, the best crowd response, I want to say. um. <laughs> the best crowd response is, uh. I got asked to perform at a uh I don't know if it was the Salvation Army, but it was some nonprofit organization. They they was doing a um a summer camp, right? Um and when I say them kids was going crazy. Like, like, like like have you seen a rock and roll mosh pit?
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it looked like. And and they had told me, they was like, 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 before I performed, they had told me, they was like, yo, the kids really like rap, rap music, right? So I was like, okay, cool. But I had no idea it was going to be that crazy. I'm talking about them, like, just imagine like 300 kids in an auditorium, like, not standing up, everybody just like packed in by the stage, just going crazy. Going crazy to the music. I, I say, put your hands up! Everybody put their hands up. You know, everybody rocking like, like it made me feel like a superstar. Like I felt like I was going to jump in the crowd at one point because it was so crazy. I was like, wow! Like when I when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I got to do these more often. Like a, a a summer camp. Like I I didn't even think right. of that even being some like a like a like an actual place for me to perform. You know what I'm saying? Like I never thought about performing at a summer camp. Like who, like who thinks about that? Right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that was crazy. They was going crazy. They probably was going crazy. They
1: were get you out there uh crowd surfing on them and come back to the stage with <laughs> your mic. That would have been probably, <laughs> They
0: probably would have dropped me if I had a tried to get it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry son. Sorry kid. Sorry, I'm bad. I'm bad. sorry I jumped on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh I gotta start Okay, so I know you didn't ask me this, but I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you my worst experience though. There we go. <laughs> Listen, I feel like all my bad experience happened in Ohio. I <laughs> I, so look, I was in um I was in Ohio for a festival. I had performed at this festival. Uh, I forgot the name of the festival. I, I don't know if it's called City Fest. It was something, right? It was this festival. Um But in Ohio, right, I think, like, every seven years or something like that, they have, like, you know what a cicada is? Yeah. Okay, so they have a cicada outbreak or something, like, where it's, like, millions of cicadas come out the ground, and they're, like, all over the place. I'm talking about literally all over the place, Noisy. and and, and a, a cicada to me is like one of the ugliest looking bugs and it's so big and it makes all this noise right so look when I got booked for the uh when I got booked for the festival I had no idea that this that this, this that this was even a thing right so I remember <laughs> I remember it was me and two other rappers that I had with me that was like uh Like kind of like my hype man, right? (laughs) So so we was on stage and we're performing, and the things is like flying around, like flying around, like all over the place, right? So I'm like, yo, and the cicada is big, you know what I'm saying? So, so the 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 DJ starts playing the music, we're rapping, we're performing, right? And one of the cicadas like flies or, 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 or my friend's shirt, like as we're performing. So he starts freaking out. He's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> because a cicada, like when it when it jump on you, it like kind of grips a little bit. So like you really got to kind of like really push it, like push it off or grab it and throw it. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So when he's freaking out, I'm still trying to rap, right? And I'm I'm looking over and I start laughing a little bit. But then um, another one flies on my uh, my friend's hat, right? So the other dude, it's on his hat. So one dude, he freaking out. He got one on his shirt. The other one <laughs> has one on his hat, right? <laughs> so look, look, look. So I'm, I'm looking over. I'm like, I, like I'm, because I'm the main person rapping. And in the middle of me rapping, I just start laughing crazy. I just start laughing. I'm like, ha, <laughs> right? Like it's just so funny because like you can see the crowd reacting too. Like, oh, oh, oh. But this is the craziest thing. When I started laughing, tell me why a cicada flew in my mouth. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped the mic. I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, it's over. It's over. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I, I dropped the mic. We, yo, we ran off stage. That joke was so I was like, never again. Never, I'm never coming back. Here. We'll so just off. imagine, just imagine that happening at a festival. You know how many people is at a festival? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah,
1: all eyes on you.
0: <laughs> oh my god!
1: It probably yeah. like you. You felt bad. You were, you were laughing at your buddy because he you know he had it on him. He was he was fighting. He was fighting
0: the demon, and then the
1: right. demon got used. <laughs>
0: I said, oh man, that's what I get for laughing. Exactly. But I just I just couldn't help it because it was just so funny. One was freaking out like this, the other one was like this, and then I laughed. Oh man, I said, Oh no, we gotta get out of here. <laughs>
1: we're getting invaded. on <laughs> we're getting attacked right here on the stage. This isn't good.
0: What kind of festival is this? Exactly, like Cicada Festival.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fun, crazy. Though. I bet the audience. The audience probably got a kick out of it, and they were like, "Why?
0: Why do you yeah, leave they us? Probably, why do you leave?" Listen, they probably did because, because, I mean, how could you not see it? Like we, I mean, how could you not see us getting attacked? <laughs> right,
1: Because you know they was, were too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right, they probably was running for cover too. But when I saw that, I said, "Oh man, <clears throat> yes, that, that that was definitely my worst performance."
1: <laughs> so we got your best. <laughs> we got your favorite venue. Your best. Uh, your favorite uh, audience. Your worst for your worst venue. <laughs> But then you're also an entrepreneur on top of this. Yeah, right. what three clothing lines now, right? Uh, Pretty Goods, yep. American Line, and a uh,
0: GD Mafia clothing. And That's this correct. is all the, this is all in the Coliseum store, right? So right, so 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 it's it's called the Coliseum, like Coliseum, like, yeah, kind okay. of like the Roman Coliseum.
1: Yeah.
0: So um, and actually, the logo is the Roman Coliseum, like if nice. you look at the logo. But um, yeah. So the clothing lines uh are located inside the um the Coliseum mobile app. So it's an app and it's a website. So if you have a, like an Android phone or you have an a, a iPhone or iPad or stuff like that, you could, you could download the app. But if you don't have none of it or you just don't feel like downloading any more apps on your phone, you can just go straight to the website and everything that's on the website is on the app as well. So you're not missing out on anything. But yeah, but, but we also opened up a store. I opened up a store about a year, um, no, about two years ago. Um, and, um, so we were selling everything out of an actual physical store. Uh, nice. I wind up having to close the store, um, at the beginning of the year of this year, but we're trying to open it up cause we needed a bigger location. So hopefully before the end of the year, we can open up a larger, uh, actual physical store as well.
1: Where did you have the physical store? Was that in Atlanta or was that upstate up New York? Or?
0: No, no. So, so, um, right now I'm living in, uh, Tampa Bay, Florida. Okay. <clears throat> um. And so, so, I, so I had it in Tampa, but then, but then, when I was moving, um, I wound up closing it when I moved up to uh, Atlanta. But now I'm back in Tampa.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you get that thing going again. And do you uh does, do, you have a part in designing the clothes, or you just go to uh, vendors and get them?
0: No, I um, I design every aspect of the clothes.
1: That is outstanding. Yeah. Where do you think you got that? Uh that from in life. It was did someone ever say, Hey, you can do this, or you just watch other people and say, I
0: want to do that too and did it? Um, a little bit of both. Like really um I try to say everything I do comes from trying to be a rapper. You know what okay. I'm saying? Because when you are when, when you're trying to break into this industry, um you you really you quickly realize that there's a lot of things that you are going to have to know how to do or you're gonna have to pay somebody to do it. And one of them is graphics. You know, so uh, when I when I was in Atlanta, and I was really moving around the city, performing different clubs, and you know, I started meeting different people, and one of them was a a young lady. um, Her name was Trinity, and I met Trinity, and Trinity. I asked Trinity to be my assistant. So Trinity, at the time, was going to school for graphic design, and um, so when she was going to school for graphic design. You know, the school had to give her like a computer and give her like all the graphic design programs, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, so one day I was like, yo, Trinity, like show me how to do some graphics, you know what I'm saying? So um, she wound up giving me, um, <laughs> she wound up giving me the the, the Photoshop program nice. and a bunch of other different programs. And then she wound up giving me like this real thick book that like the Bible Um, and and it was an Adobe Photoshop book, you know what I'm saying? That basically had everything from A to Z about Adobe Photoshop. So she gave it to me and then I just started playing with it and reading the book. And, uh, when I would meet up with Trinity, um, she would show me little things. And then after a while, I just started getting really good at Photoshop. So now I can create anything digital, like any digital or printable Thing from business cards, flyers, posters, logos, uh, websites—like anything digital—that has to do with graphics, banners. Like I've designed billboards. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and then naturally it was the clothes. It was like you know I'm trying to get into the clothing because I want to sell merchandise when I when I'm out there performing. But then it just turned into okay, maybe I can get these clothes in real stores. So I said I gotta develop my own clothing lines.
1: So then I did that. That's outstanding. It's a lot of uh, know with all to get that going and and meeting the right people to help you. Especially that helps out a lot yeah. too. And having the entrepreneurial spirit to get going. But did you have any um, speed bumps that you hit when you were starting out that you're still trying to fight through now? But you're still uh, you're still rocking.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. Like always, to be honest with you. Uh, <clears throat> um. Capital, like, having having money to propel the vision and the dream has always been a, a struggle and a, um, a obstacle for me, personally. Um, just because, uh, you know, there's a reason why in regular secular rap, you hear a lot of references to people being drug dealers. There's a reason for that. It's because it takes drug dealing money for you to be successful in rap. Like, you gotta pay for everything, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta pay to perform, you gotta you gotta buy clothes, you gotta uh, put gas in your car to go to these different venues, you know what I'm saying? You gotta pay for your entourage, you gotta pay for the beats, you gotta pay for the studio time, you gotta pay for the, the, the music video. It's it's like a cash business. Yeah. And you, if you don't have the cash, you won't last, you know what I'm saying? And and, and it's like... uh. Those obstacles, as far as like having to constantly be spending and spending and spending and spending and spending, you know what I'm saying, has always been an issue because it's like, okay, um, I could work a regular job and fund my dream, right? But if I work a regular job and fund my dream, then my dream won't happen as quickly as I would like it to happen. Because you got to be doing this full time in order for it to actually happen at a rate in which (laughs) it's reasonable. So it's like, but you can't just cut off the funding of having a regular job or things will fall apart. So it's a balance of, okay, maybe I work a little bit and then maybe I uh, fund the dream over here, or maybe I generate some money from the clothing. So, so. The lack of funds has made me a a, a natural-born hustler because it has made me a basic salesman of every aspect of my art. So whatever I create, whether it's music, whether it's clothes, whether it's hats, whether it's uh, um, a DVD or a CD or whatever I can create, I'm trying to sell. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to sell my creative... Intellectual property. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it's in digital form or physical form, um, I'm trying to monetize everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but it can be a struggle because you have to be at a level you have to be at a visibility that your competitors are on. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And and if I'm if I'm an independent artist, that means my competitors are Atlantic Music, uh, Sony, Epic. You know all these major labels, um, as well as the hundreds and thousands of independent labels. So I'm always trying to fight for, for fans, fight for grounds. Um, right. Definitely.
1: And Definitely. that, yeah. uh, you were saying that I was thinking of Wu Tang right away with the uh, Cash mm-hmm. Rules, everything around me, and that yep. that's it right there. They they hit that's the nail. Fat, on
0: the head.
1: They hit the nail on the head, and yeah, that's why Wu Tang mm-hmm. is forever right there. So, <laughs> right. That, that's awesome. That that you, you caught that on quick to understand that you have to have a, a mainstream for money to come in to help you and, and to, like you said, fight the big guys. you got to get in there with the big dudes, the, the big companies, the big uh, producers, and then, of course, all the indie producers as well
0: mm-hmm. in
1: order for you to even get your foot in that door and maybe get yourself your name on the billboard with them. So it's, it's a hustle, and you got you got it going on right now. So it's good on you. Well, thank you. What's your what's your next venture?
0: Uh, My next venture is um, is building out this Coliseum uh, app. So um, the Coliseum, the Coliseum is really a uh, it's the world's first movie streaming social network. So the way I the way I kind of describe it is just imagine if Facebook had a baby with Netflix. Right. (laughs) That would be the Coliseum. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because not only can you watch over 500 movies and television shows, uh, you can also read magazines. um, You can stream music. You can stream podcasts. uh, You can network with people from all over the world. You can buy merchandise. And then you can also um, um, buy tickets to events um, as well. Plus... Uh, it has a news blog attached to it too. so you can stay up uh, updated with all the news from all around the world. Um, and this and this is an app that is constantly growing. So so in my personal opinion, um, I'm trying to get the app to be the type of resource that people use for all aspects of their life. So we're trying to include things like banking, a banking system on it. Uh, eventually will include um, things for um, um, video conferencing, uh, large groups, because right now you can you can do video chat, but um, we want to add video conferencing so that you can incorporate things like this, you know, like if you wanted to do a Zoom, um, you you would do it through the Coliseum app, Um, and, and just finding different ways, different ways to uh, To grow it, adding more podcasts. Right now, there's five podcasts on it. Uh, we want to want to get that number to about 15 by the summer. Um, we have uh, um, we have we have we have the three clothing lines on there, but it, it would be beautiful if we can get uh, 10 more clothing lines on there, yeah. or clothing stores or boutiques, online boutiques, to be a part of it. Uh, we have hundreds of movies and films, but. We would love to get that 500 to 1,000, you know, and get that 1,000 to, to, to 10,000 videos and movies and everything like that. Um, and, and, and growing the online community so that people can connect with uh, the resources that they need in their local communities as well as the global community, too. So, if you're a rapper and you're looking for producers, you can go in the Coliseum and type in producers, and you could type in <clears throat> the state or the city that you're looking for, and all the producers will pop up. Same thing with models, same thing with photographers, but also the same thing with like uh, um, an office manager. If you're looking for an office manager, you could type that in, and it'll pop up the list of members that have listed that in their profiles. So so we just want to continue to build on that, continue to grow that so that that can be an app that can compete with the likes of Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat and the rest of the social networks. That's outstanding.
1: That's a that's a big business that you're getting into right there. And uh, if you can get all that to work into that app, that'd be an amazing feat. And you'd Mm -hmm. wind up with a revenue stream that would propel you to have your own million dollar studio. So that'd be great. To go, man. To go. See, there it is, right there. I'm, I'm always <laughs> here to help. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, Shorty, how does someone get in contact with you to say, "Hey, let's let's hang out, let's chat, like we are," or maybe just learn how, learn learn from you how you got where you are?
0: Um, you can actually go straight to my website, <clears throat> which is uh dot um, <clears throat> Sorry. That's s h o r t y r o c n y c dot com. Um, you can go in there. You can listen to all my music. You can. Uh, I even also have a podcast as well. Um, you can watch some movies I created because um, I, I I shot two different films. Um, and then also you could just hit me up. You want to talk to me? You want to book me? Um, you could definitely catch me on uh, shortyrocknyc.com. dot com. Um, and, uh, and, of course, you can download the Coliseum because I, I run it. So any technical errors, any, you know, you're going to see my profile on there. You know what I'm saying? You can hit me up through the app. You can go to thecoliseum.com. That's T-H-E-K-H-A-L-I-S-E-U-M.com. Um, download the app. Hit me up. Let's talk. Let's chat. You know what I'm saying? What well, If you want to collaborate on some music, all that.
1: There you go. He just opened the door for all you uh, uh, creatives out there. He's right here. Shorty Rock, shortyrocknyc.com or the Coliseum uh, uh, store.com or the Coliseum app. You get about all that stuff and he'll be uh, stepping up and helping you as as you also help him at the same time. It's a mutual agreement right there to help each other and keep pushing everyone forward with success. Shorty, thank you for taking some of your Sunday night here to hang out with the Misfit Nation. Uh, we look forward to seeing great things from you in the future. Uh, this has been a great chat.
0: Well, thank you. I definitely appreciate the opportunity. Please download my music on Spotify and iTunes.
1: Outstanding. We will put that out in the show notes as well. Thank you, Shorty. And uh, happy birthday to my brother, Steve. He had turned a young uh, 21 again this year. So everyone have a great night. And uh, thank you for tuning in to us. All right, cool. Peace. Peace. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling, because we are...